question. So for our viewers who may not know anything about this, what are cryptocurrencies? They're a type of digital money, but instead of being controlled by a central government, they're decentralized using blockchain technology. Hmm. <laughs> and lately, prices have been soaring for cryptos like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and especially Dogecoin. Oh, right. Now, what, what is Dogecoin? Well, it actually started as a joke based on an internet meme. Mm -hmm. But now it's taken off in a very real way. Okay, but what is Dogecoin? Well, it was created in 2013 and has a circulating supply of 117 billion coins, of which 113 billion have already been mined. Right, cool. So what is Dogecoin? <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's a digital currency. Like, okay, for instance, this is a dollar, right? It's real. Say sort of, sort of real, yeah. So what is Dogecoin? <laughs> about as real as that dollar. Oh, Colin, are you making any sense of this? Me? Well, I've, I've actually been reading a lot about it, yeah, and uh, I'm trying to diversify my investment portfolio. Mm -hmm. uh, my question is, what is Dogecoin? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. It's a good question. Well, it's the future of currency. It's an unstoppable financial vehicle that's going to take over the world. I get that, but uh, what is it, man? <laughs> I keep telling you, it's a cryptocurrency you can trade for conventional money. Oh, so it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. Why didn't you say that, man? Don't bother everybody. It's a hustle. To the moon! Welcome to Beyond Succession with me, Nico Banda. Beyond Succession is the podcast where we look at various concepts of succession and estate planning. We also discuss success, what it means to us individually, as well as draw from our various guests on what they've done in order to achieve success. Let's dive into today's episode. Good day and welcome back to another episode of Beyond Succession. Um, and today we are not going to be talking about death necessarily. Today's episode is for my crypto bros and my crypto sis. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? of crypto assets and NFTs. Uh, sorry for you if you guys hold those uh, monkey NFTs that have significantly decreased in values, but you know, uh, I think that's the cycle of pretty much anything, really, up and down. But yeah, I mean, over the last number of years, you know, just crypto adoption is just, and crypto assets, digital assets, just exponentially increased then. If you like to dabble in, in things uh, like me, you probably hold a very painful portfolio of crypto assets or uh, tokens, coins, etc. But I thought to myself, you know, it's we we I mean we also know a lot of people that do, but we hold these 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 digital assets and they are you know very different to to bank accounts, I mean the platforms used are very different to like the bank accounts or you know certain physical assets that we have and you know blockchain itself is um, very complicated but very interesting technology with with so much potential but this is not a, a blockchain podcast and I'm no expert at it but yeah I mean if you if you hold if you hold 
because of the term, but I'm just it includes digital assets, NFTs. You know, it's just beyond. When I say crypto assets, I'm referring I'm referring beyond Bitcoin, Ethereum, and and, and other tokens. But crypto assets are stored quite differently to 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 cash or how other assets are. I mean, some are similar, but some are some are different, right? And it's important that we start including our crypto assets and our digital assets as part of our succession planning. So when we do estate planning, when we do succession planning, you know, that we consider how we hold our digital assets and and and, and what we need to have or put in place, the measures we need to put in place in order for them to be easily transferable. Because there, you know, you, you hear about, about uh, tokens and Bitcoin, that is in, in in wallets that people have lost passwords and lost access to and you know will probably most likely never ever be used you know you what, what you don't want is when you die that <laughs> you die with your bitcoin and you, no one can ever access that but that you also just put the necessary security measures in place so that you know if you did die you know and, and your executor would be able to or your heirs would be able to get access to your to your tokens, right? So exactly how are crypto assets you know stored? And crypto assets are stored differently. You know, there's there's, there's different kinds of ways. So you know, they use the term wallets a lot. Or, well, not a lot, but they do use the term wallets. So they're stored in wallets, right? But they're different kinds of wallets. So there's hot wallets, cold wallets, and custodial wallets, right? each having their own implications and needs and you need to depending on what wallet type you use you will need to put the necessary measures in place for for those to be accessible beyond you you know upon your demise if i can put it like that right so let's start with hot wallets hot wallets are connected to the internet right and they store your private keys through your computer or mobile device they can be accessed on you know multiple devices and you will usually get a seed phrase or you know some sort of string or, or or backup method depending on what kind of hot wallet you use I mean I have one and it's you know it's a whole bunch of words that I have to keep safe um, and if I want to use uh, or access my wallet on on a different device so when you if I lost my phone and I needed to access my wallet on a different device, I would need to put that seed phrase in exactly how they gave it to me in order for me to be able to access that wallet. It's got a whole lot of random words. Right? And then you get cold wallets. Cold wallets are not connected to the internet, right? So you store these offline through a, through a, through a hardware device. They, they look almost like, I mean, you'll see some look like USB drives, <laughs> technically a USB of your um, a memory stick of your of your crypto assets, <laughs> right? And these will usually have um, recovery steps, you know. So if you if you lose your, you know, when you set it up, there's phrases, there's seed phrases, and access keys that you need. So if you lost that device, you would, in order to be able to set it up, you, you or, or get access to that um, to the crypto, and that you know there would be a recovery, a recovery, a recovery uh, 
procedure that you'd have to follow uh, on a new device, on a new uh, cold wallet in order to be able to access those missing like seed phrases and like keys and depending on the on, on the kind of wallet you use, right? And then you get lastly the very common one that a lot of people use now, which are custodial wallets. You know, and basically these are wallets managed by software providers. You know, so you get the likes of Coinbase or you know, in, in, if you're if you if you if you work with the South Africans, you look at Bella and you know, you know, Revit. So these are custodial wallets. You know, essentially they you they manage your wallet, but they have their own systems of how they store. So, I mean, you could look at uh, most of them. You know, during the whole FTX. Uh, Saga. We're talking about how they, how they, how they store the the the, the coins, etc. And you know, they were like some are in cold wallets, etc. But obviously, you know, when you log into your into your your Remix or your Bala, or you you know, you have a balance there, right? But the the custod it's a custodial wallet, so they manage uh, they manage uh, your 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 crypto assets. So and sell and exchange on those um, and these these wallets are often easier to just access and recover because each each custodian or cust- uh, company or software company or exchange etc has has a has a recovery process you know it's like if you lost access to your twitter account you know you might have a two-factor authentication uh, a secret pin you know security question you know your first dog Whatever the the, the 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 platform uses in order for you to be able to recover, right? So it's important that you understand first and foremost what wallet you have, and you know most of us will have multiple wallets. If you, you know, for the real enthusiasts, etc., you you might have uh, a cold wallet and a hot wallet and a custodial wallet because they also you know, you can use one, one's easier to access and etc. So, you know, there's some you want to store long term, so you put them in a, in a cold wallet, etc. But depending on the platform you use, it's important that you understand the implications, right? Of what is required if, if in order to access those, those, um, those, those wallets. And depending, if you need a seed phrase, you know, that seed phrase, someone needs to have that seed phrase if something happened to you for them to be able to access that wallet that can be your executor you you know your most trusted person etc um whoever that might be but if you die with the seed phrase then your 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 crypto might be gone forever right your digital assets might be might be stuck somewhere and they will be part of the the billions that can't be used ever again due to lost the keys and, and the like so what should you consider exactly when leaving crypto assets, right? First thing is, you know, you, you want to include your crypto assets in your last will and testament, right? But it's important to note that your will becomes a public document when you die. So when you die, we submit your will to the master, and that's essentially a public document, right? So what you shouldn't be doing is, you can you can say, look, I hold 10,000 Ethereums, or I hold you know, one million bitcoins um, or dogecoins, depending on what you like, we don't judge here, right? But what you should not be doing is saying, well, this is the private key, this is the seed phrase, or this is the wallet 
business I keep my seed phrase in a safety deposit box um, and your executor can get access to that uh, or in a vault etc right so you want to put a description of the crypto assets on the storage method you know if it's a custodial wallet uh, or you know where the where the cold wallet might be but you you never want to put your seed phrase your private keys or your wallet passwords in your wallet do not do that it becomes a public document and you know we don't want your executive to find your to 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 to, to access your hot wallet and then you find zero there because someone got the seed phrase and the access keys right second thing to consider with what i just said is if you do not share you know the private keys and seed phrases with someone or you don't say where these can be located your crypto assets may never be accessible, especially for those of you that are not using custodial wallets. Because at least custodial wallets, some of them have have ways around, uh, you know, submitting death certificates, etc., in order to be able to get information and transfers, etc. You know, but hot wallets, cold wallets, if you do not provide someone information or knowledge of at least where to find these answers, you risk being unable to ever transfer uh, your your crypto assets to your beneficiaries, right? And the last thing you want is, you know, that one Dogecoin that is now worth a billion rand to not be able to give that to your favorite uncle, right? And then if you make use of a custodial wallet, you know, through an exchange, familiarize yourself with the procedures and requirements for deceased payments and transfers of your crypto assets right because it, you know, each each of them have their own on 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 methods and some have security questions etc you know like cracking with requests that you include you know your public key you know knowledge of the public key right in the walls so you want you want to familiarize yourself with what those custodians require or the fact that they have method about it you don't want is when your heirs on or when you die and your heirs now need to get access to your your custodial wallet with whatever uh, provider you know that they find it so difficult to get access to you know because it's obviously it's obviously a new asset and people are still getting to grasp and you know with with with, with the, 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 the risks and the fraud etc and you know the banks might have a deceased estate department that deals with Some of these companies might not be big enough to actually have a deceased state department, you know, these exchanges because it might not be a focus right now. Focus might be on having a compliance department, having a trading department, etc. But you know, uh, and, and, and it might be, a, you know, they might not have a procedure for it. So you want to just check if they do have that procedure and that you you know what what is required so that you can provide for that if needs be, you know, depending on what what their procedure is. And the reason I say 
igual el tiempo.